All right, welcome to episode four of the Driveways Guys podcast. Uh, thanks for listening in to whoever's listening. Uh, yeah, let's get this rolling. Yeah, so today we've got an exciting guest speaker. Uh, his name is Carter Blink. Carter, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, what's up, guys? Uh, just uh, sitting in Milwaukee right now. Uh, happy to be on the show. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. So yeah, give us uh, give us a little background of what your uh, life story is. Maybe toss a joke in or just <laughs> yeah, do yeah. your thing. Um, so I'll just talk about quickly about how I know Reese. Uh, Reese and I went to high school together in Longmont, Colorado, and uh, played basketball together. Mowed lawns together. Started a t-shirt business uh, in high school. Uh, with a lot of copyright infringements in there, but uh, made some good money doing that. Um, yeah, so Reese and I have been buddies for a while, but uh, as far as my story goes, um, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. I lived there for six years, and then I uh, moved to Memphis, Tennessee, lived there for six years, and I moved to Australia, and I lived there for two years. Moved to Colorado, went to high school in Colorado, and now I go to Colorado State. But right before, right after I graduated high school, I moved to L.A. and pursued and failed a comedy career in L.A. Uh, Dang. That was exciting. And, yeah, so now I'm in Milwaukee. I have an internship with uh, Budweiser doing some marketing stuff, uh, their distributorship up here. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun summer. Getting after it. How do you like Milwaukee? I love Milwaukee. I think Milwaukee is the most underrated city in America. Uh, it's a blast. It's diverse. There's so many things to do. Um, yeah, it's a blast. It's really easy to drink in Milwaukee. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I agree. I, I love Milwaukee. I actually, uh, I've been working for the Milwaukee Bucks for a little while, doing some software oh, really? for them. Yeah. So, got. What are you doing? What was that? What are you doing for them? So they basically are, they were working with uh, University of Colorado to have some senior design projects be based around the Bucks. And so yeah. I, uh, one of the CU teams is working on an ankle stabilization device and they needed some software <laughs> development for it. And so I was kind of looking to, to do that as well. Um, so I hopped on that team, been working with them for a little while and then still continuing it. But they ended up flying us out to Milwaukee. Got to check that out. Got to go to a game. It was a ton of fun. But city's, re- city's really fun. I agree. It's it's easy to drink there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I'm, I'm currently just wildly hungover. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that's not important. What I, what I want to ask is, uh, so how did Reese find you guys? How did you guys end up working uh, with Reese? Yeah, so we actually met through mutual friends. Um, this is back when I was valeting. We had a buddy uh, who was working there, and I kind of told him what my idea was, and then he linked me up with Tyler. And Tyler and Carter have been childhood friends. Carter went to San Diego State, um, just graduated in finance. Um, he's kind of got that entrepreneur mentality as well. So, yeah. You know, but yeah, so the guy who actually paired Reese and I up, uh, Chuck, so he's one of our good friends as well. Shout and out Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Chuck. But um, 
So he, surprisingly, well, kind of funny enough, I had started a, a different software company before Driveways, and so it was called Coad, or CO App Design, and so we would basically take client ideas and then work with them to actually create uh, an app or a mobile platform for it, and we'd take per, a certain percentage of the company at that point. Um, and so I was actually, uh, Charlie Chuck, who uh, he had pitched an idea to me originally to start I think it was basically like uh, a different type of uh, Airbnb style app or something. And so he actually had figured out that I was into the software and stuff and, and that I had this company. So that's why he paired me with Reese because uh, Reese was looking for a developer on the team uh, to actually bring, bring the idea out. But yeah, then Reese and I met and it was funny. I was living in Philadelphia when he, he had called me. And so I started working in Philadelphia for a couple months and, and Reese uh, was still in Boulder. And so by the time Reese and I finally met, we had already talked for three months straight. And so it felt like we already knew each other for quite a long time and hadn't even seen each other in person for a while. So it was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, what, is, what a journey it's been for you guys, huh? Oh, yeah, dude. No kidding. I, just, I, I mean, I just can't. I, I, it's so surreal to me, let alone I can't imagine what, what's going through your guys' heads. But uh, just, just watching from the sideline here, it's just it's, it's insane. The growth, the articles coming out for driveways is just, it's bizarre. It's just a watch. It's crazy. crazy yeah. Stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, we're lucky in the sense that it's pretty easy to do a news story on us. Uh, just since mm-hmm. driveways is something that everybody can relate to. So. Fortunately, we won't have to pump a whole lot of money into PR, we're thinking, just because uh, yeah. you know, we'll be able to contact those guys directly, and we've you know, we've had a great turnout so far. Yeah. yeah what do you guys think about, like, uh, celebrity endorsements? Ooh. Yeah. Honestly, we would love that. That'd that's, awesome. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. On the Armas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of someone who, uh, who would be good for that, someone who... Parks a lot of cars. Yeah. Famous <laughs> 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 car parker. <laughs> no, yeah, that could definitely be definitely be sick. That's like uh, obviously cool that'd be, exactly yeah, that'd be down the road a little bit, but that'd be, I think that'd be cool to have like a. I'd like to see like uh, Chris Dahlia maybe. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd be sick. Some comedians. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Did you meet? Did you meet any crazy people when you were working as a comedian in LA? Yeah. So. I actually was living with the um, producer of the Grammys, and um, wow, <laughs> yeah. So I had a, I had no a setup there, pretty pretty good. And he uh, he got me a job doing. Um, I was working for an event company. They uh, set up like award shows, um, but but one time I was working the. Geez, um, I'm forgetting his name. The director of uh, Star Wars, Lucas. Uh, 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 George, George Lucas. George Lucas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. And my job for like a good hour was just to stand at the end of the runway and guide these celebrities to the right place. No and, way. Uh, it was like Kim Kardashian and her mom. Wow. George, George Hill, like a bunch of basketball players were there, which is weird. But um, yeah, I saw a lot of famous people in that whole time. Um, I, for most of the night, I was just sitting and just kind of waiting. It was kind of a hurry up and wait job, but uh I was sitting there with, um, do you guys know who Bruce Valanche is? Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Okay, so the funny thing is, the South Park episode, uh, Eric Cartman is like, uh, they're all like the Avengers, and Eric Cartman is the Hulk, and he's painted green. Uh-huh. And it's, it's just, so the background is, Bruce Blanche is just this comedy writer, um, really, really overweight, just like a weird guy. But uh, <laughs> each time he went to the door, he knocked on the door, and he's like, Oh, honey, look, it's Bruce Valanche, and it's just Cartman. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, he just got this. But anyway, I talked to Bruce Valanche for a while. Um, I was actually walking to work one day, and Chris Dahlia walked right right next to me, and it was crazy, just wild. Wow. Um, oh, my favorite story is, uh, so that same event I was working, um, I had to go set up a cheese platter in this room, and I just walked <laughs> I walk into this room and I notice this guy sitting on a couch. He was just slouched on the couch, sitting like, just like a weird way of sitting. But, um, and I walk by and I put this cheese platter down and then I turn around and it's just me and this guy in this room. I turn around and it's Adam Sandler. No, no way. Yeah. And I was like, all I wanted to do was just, just like talk to him. But it was part of the job was I wasn't supposed to do stuff like that. So I'm just yeah. sitting there, I'm sitting oh. on this cheese platter for... For the, Mr. Sandler himself, no, that's so sick. That's crazy. Yeah, and um, the Soho House. Have you guys heard of the Soho House? No. Mm. So that's in LA. Um, it's in it's in uh, Hollywood. It's this house where like uh, it's a bar restaurant. It's in a it's in the top of a building. You get like a really cool view of LA. But uh, the guy, the producer of the Grammys, he's a he's a member at the Soho House, and basically how it works is you have to like get approved to be a member of the Soho House, and you have to be in like the creative industry. So you have to be an actor or a singer or an artist or something like that. Right. And he took me up there once, and I'm, we sit down to eat dinner, and I turn to my left, and Blake Griffin is just right next to me eating dinner. No just, way! No kidding! Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, it was insane. Wow, yeah, we're looking at some pictures right now. <laughs> this place, insane. yeah, this place looks crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was like a hundred dollar dinner between the two of us. Oh, um, God. This was all in LA, right? Yeah, this is in, yeah, this was in uh, West Hollywood. That's oh, where wow. I, I lived, uh, right off Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was a cool time. I mean, it was a struggle, it was a grind. I did open mics, and at one point I did an open mic, uh, and it was like a rundown old. Uh, insurance building, like like some small like all state, like that wasn't functioning anymore. And I did a set in front of three people, and that was oh, that was rock that was rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. And I left there. I left there, and I literally just stood outside of my car, just like I was like, "Yeah, this isn't gonna work." <laughs> oh man, dude, I respect so, the hustle though. Yeah, honestly, That's it. No, yeah, it was uh, it was a grind, but. To leap. Uh, we'll awesome. never do it again. I still do some comedy here and there at school and stuff, but uh, yeah, that LA LA was a tough time. Yeah, I didn't have it, like I didn't have anybody there, like no friends, and I wasn't twenty one, so I couldn't go out. It was just oh, it was a gosh. weird, it was a really weird time for me. But yeah, yeah. I learned it. So yeah, well, hopefully we move to LA at some point and we get to check that out because that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to hang out with Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. LA is a sick spot. We've been talking to, I think, at least for me personally, the number one celebrity I would love to hang out with is Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah. I, just yeah. Think, yeah. Great, I, I think he'd be hilarious, and he's. I've heard he's kind of an asshole, but <laughs> yeah. I, I think that would just add to the funniness. Right? Yeah, just, definitely. 
it would be amazing. Yeah, Bro. he would be. Uh, yeah, that'd be super sick. Will Ferrell or Kanye West. Kanye. Yeah, West. Kanye West is like one of my favorite people in the entire world. I think he's just a genius. <laughs> he's crazy, but like, I, he really is just a genius. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. So funny. That Danny McBride stuff is. Really yeah, funny. Oh, yeah. Danny <laughs> McBride might portray Kanye in a, in a biopic. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Man. So who are you guys as like uh, your guys as role models as far as like uh, entrepreneurs go? Like for me, I just love Mark Cuban. I yeah. think he just does oh, yeah. he does what he wants and he's he just gets it done. So like for you guys, like who who are like some of these you know billionaire millionaire people that you're just like yeah he's doing it right. Oh man. Um, or, I, I mean, obviously Mark Cuban, I think you're spot on there. Um, I also look at young entrepreneurs who have kind of changed technology um, or the way people communicate. So like uh, the guy who started Snapchat, his name, what's his name? Like Evan, Evan Spiegel. Spiegel. Yeah, that dude. Um, obviously, you know, got to give credit to Mark Zuckerberg for creating an empire out of his dorm room. Yeah, Zuckerberg's a weird man, though. He is. He is. Brian Chesky, Airbnb. Oh, yeah. yeah. He changed the game for the shared marketplace. He's really, yeah, no, he really helped pave the way for driveways, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for real. Um, I think driveways, I mean, I see driveways as, like, that, that, that's the kind of app that, that will change just every, it'll change the world, like, not in a dramatic sense, but, like, it just that's a problem that has just been around since like the 70s you know since right. cars have been you know it's uh, it's really is just a crazy crazy idea that in colleges like csu is just the absolute worst just the worst for parking you know and i've got like eight tickets yeah. so far the parking and it just it piles up and this would solve so many issues do you guys have to have permits like to park um on like any, any areas around CSU? Yeah, so our parking permits, um, if you want to get a parking pass, it's like $800 for the oh, semester. Wow. Right, Joe? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy it's, expensive. It's mm-hmm. bad, but, um, and if you want to park at there, you can pay for parking there and it's like, uh, how much is how much is, I'm with my buddy Joe here. He goes to CSU. Um, okay. But uh, it's like how many? It's like a yeah, yeah. It's like and and if you miss it, you know, you get a ticket and all this stuff. Just it just piles up. But uh, yeah, and there's all these houses just surrounded um, on the campus that just have open open driveways. And these are college students, so they they would love to capitalize on that. Yeah, uh, college students are definitely uh, a huge potential market. Just because I mean, any any college kid you talk to, literally, you know, they say the exact same thing. Oh man, that's crazy because parking sucks on my campus. So this would be this would be huge. But it's kind of weird because we have so many uh, various, whether they're direct or indirect competitors, and so many people who have tried to like do this idea. But you know, we're still obviously figuring out you know, kind of the ins and outs of this, but really like, I think the main thing that we've noticed is it comes down to like the, the design of the app, like none of them are really easy to use. So hopefully like this is kind of the main thing that'll be solved just because, yeah, like, yeah I think we got something good here. 
Yeah. And that was the good thing about our model of how we handled it too, was the minimum viable product first, just get anything on the market that can kind of work and do what you need. I mean, Airbnb, when or not Airbnb, Uber, when they first started, their first app was literally an app that would, uh, you put in where you are, and then it would, uh, it would send the information to the company Uber, and then they would call up a cab and say, hey, can you go pick up this person at this street? And so yeah. that's all it was, was you can literally put in your desk, put in where you are, put in where you want to go, and then someone would call you a cab. And so that yeah. was a minimum viable product. That's when they found out this is something that works, and this is something people could use. Yeah. So for us, we, we started at CU football games, and we just kind of had something barely would work. We had to stand there and help them put in all our card info and stuff. But it really helped in figuring out what people do and what buttons they miss and uh, what, what things are confusing. Because to me, it's, things were so so simple because I designed the whole thing. Yeah. I pressed the button a thousand times. It makes so much sense. But you put yeah. it in the, in the hands of someone who has no idea and it's a different story. So luckily, yeah. we, we did that real early on. I mean, within three months of launching the company, we were oh, able yeah. to do that. Test again yeah. like two months later and then and then now we've been continually testing. But yeah, that's a that's one big thing. If oh, I, yeah. If yeah. Asks, and if you think about it, the app, I mean the app itself is in the long in the long run, I mean we're still in the we're still in the beta process of this. I mean, who knows what this app is gonna be capable of ten years from now, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. The technology advancements and all that. It's just gonna just it's just gonna adapt around everything. It's Oh yeah. That's the crazy yeah. thing about software nowadays. Yeah. Software companies is they're completely so limitless. You can do yeah. whatever you want with yeah. it. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. I mean, it's when, free I, to yeah. when I was starting, the, yeah, when I was starting the comp- my first company, I was like, okay, how do I make money without spending any money? Because I had no money to spend, yeah. and yeah. this is the only way I could think of. And obviously, yeah. it's working out um, for us. So and fun. just to backtrack, do you remember how much? Uh, Uber raised for their seed round. Oh, I think it was something like two point four million dollars at a five point four preval or something. Yeah, and that was. I mean, that was when they were still calling cabs. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, that was literally. They were yeah. only in San Francisco, only calling cabs, and that's that's just mind blowing. That I mean, it's the potential. Yeah, is, is right. why it was valued so high, but. Right. I think that's why we've been struggling so hard in figuring out what we're valued at and what we should kind of, uh, how much equity we should give up for certain yeah. things. It's just because yeah. there's so much potential there. We know there's so much potential there. And we got a dream team, it seems like. And, yeah. But and, you got to convince the in- investor that. It's so hard, too, because, yeah, like, there's, uh, there is no actual number of, like, what we're valued. You know, like, there's no formula. There's no way to actually figure it out. It's basically, like the market determines the value. So it's like, that's why we just gotta go and, you know, talk to a bunch of people and see like what we can get because there is no actual number. But uh, real quick, jumping back to the Uber thing, I just think it's so cool to think about how, I feel like most people, they look at Uber and they just think, oh, like that's so cool. Like it's this, you know, billion dollar app. Like I could never do that or whatever. But you know, you see the end product, you see the end product and you say, oh my gosh, like that's such a daunting task to think like, oh my God, like I could never build the next Uber. But if you take it step by step and just look at it, how, yeah, they're literally calling cabs yeah, and then they take the next step and the next step and then <laughs> Why don't we make it a little bit easier than it goes exactly. it. Yeah, it's a great model and it's something that I, that's my favorite model of all time to oh, compare yeah. to. And that's what I try to model ours off of is, is just simple things. And, and another thing we found out 
is people are terrible at taking pictures of their driveway. <laughs> it is an ugly, ugly thing. So we went and just yeah. removed the picture from the initial setup. So if someone's trying to book a spot and they're seeing all these crappy pictures, nobody's going to buy a spot because it looks yeah. terrible. So we just take out the image, give them a little graphic instead, say, this is the spot you're going to get. Uh, yeah. You're going to get a residential spot, you're going to get an apartment spot or something like that. And so then, yeah. I mean, if you take the emotional factor out of that, that just speeds up people's decision-making process because people think they want a lot of decisions, right. but yeah. in the real world, they want, you got, they want it quick. They right. want it right. so. I think taking the emotional factor out is key too because mm-hmm. it really uh, just pushes that uh, it's just a parking spot. You don't have to deal with anybody else. Um, you can literally just pull into that spot anytime you want on demand mm-hmm. um, and it's just such a quick process that's why we don't like to compare ourselves to Airbnb we always say we're more similar to Uber just because it's on demand it's super quick yeah it is more yeah I would it's easier to it's easier to describe the app um, to someone by using Airbnb but the but the uh, actual you know the product itself is is more like modeled around uber you're right but mm. but yeah when i describe driveways to someone i'm like yeah it's kind of like airbnb but for your driveway yeah that's the easiest yeah, way we love when people come to that conclusion on their own yeah we'll, we'll give yeah. a whole pitch and they're like oh it's kind of like airbnb like, yeah. Exactly. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, one thing i want to piggyback off of is uh on that uber thing is so what do you guys it's it's kind of inevitable but um you know, who knows down the road, you know, Lyft comes along on um, for Uber. What's what's the uh, game plan for competition and all that? Absolutely, man. So right now uh, we're just trying to ramp up um, our hosts, get our numbers up and everything. And then it's kind of the chicken and the egg thing where they both have to grow together. Um, but honestly, I think it comes down to a point where Everybody has a price. Um, if we were to get bought out, we'd have to obviously uh, consider what that price is and then also consider the time. You know, if we get a big offer and it's only two years down the road, we're probably going to decline it. Uh, and yeah. specifically, specifically related to the competition yeah. aspect, um, I think uh, really like the main thing comes down to pumping, like just getting it out there like the like yeah that's why i think money. now it's just off yeah. the races yeah because yeah. mm-hmm. that's kind of what uber did was they pumped in so much money even though like lyft had the idea first uber kind of took it but they pumped in way more money and although it was more expensive they have a much bigger business and they have the name where yeah. even when your lyft shows up you go oh the uber's here they set, even the, though standard. It's lyft, it's, they set the standard and so i think no doubt we're gonna have people especially as this becomes like a proven successful business model there will definitely be companies that come out of the woodwork and like copy our process, kind of our design, mm-hmm. that type of thing. But really like it comes down to the market share. So, I mean, if you, if we have an app and we have like three times more spots than any other app, more people will naturally gravitate towards us. Mm-hmm. So I think really it just comes down to maintaining um, and pumping in that money so that we can have like that mass, that mass audience and user base. And one thing too yeah. that we, we kind of found is that the hosts, once they've signed up and everything, having the most simple process and just something that if, yep. if they're looking for any type of information, giving them to it right away rather than trying to bury a lot of the, the stuff. So specifically, how, uh, a lot of people have asked kind of how, what percentage do we take on the stuff? And so rather than kind of burying that and having someone have to maybe reach out to us or, or go on Google and try to figure out how much we take, we're completely transparent with that. We have a list of where all the fees go, uh, how much percentage we take and how much they get. And so 
Yeah, it's just a, it's a mix of yeah being the first to market and then just having a really reliable client base or just customers who who they've always had a good experience with us. They always when if they were to switch to someone else, they may not have as good of an experience. We just need to make sure that we're always the the top dogs. In yeah, that and uh, competitive advantage. You know, right now we have surge pricing, so our prices are based off of demand. Um, but just continuing to implement certain ideas like that and just stay one step ahead of our competitors is key too. Yeah, because that overall just gets our host more money right. too. Is the yeah. 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 But um, and another thing I want to talk about is. Um, which I think is really smart. Uh, Reese talked to me about it when it was in the uh, early development stages when he was still here in Colorado. Um, the twenty five percent is that what it, that's what it's set at, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was genius. You know, some people might think that is a little high, but Reese, as Reese said, you know, it's easier to start high and stay there than it is to kind of creep up. Like uh, for example, like Netflix, you know. Right. That just that just gets more and more expensive, and people you know kind of hop off when that when that gets increased. So I think that's genius just to keep it there. And, and the nice thing about a percentage like that is it works with inflation. And you know something like Netflix doesn't work with inflation because that's why they have to keep raising the prices. You know just to keep up with that. But I think that twenty five percent is a great number. And yeah, yeah. I think that's big time. And I mean, it's passive income too. So it's money that these people are going to be making uh, that they wouldn't otherwise be making. Like when they're yeah. off at work, they come exactly. home and they've got an extra 15 bucks in their pocket. They're not going to care yep. about that extra $5. No, yeah, 100%. Well, we're hoping the college students really pick this up too a little bit because that was the yeah. one thing in Boulder is half the people who are making the money are college students and I, yeah, like you, exactly like you said, they wouldn't be making the money otherwise. So this is beer money we're putting in their hands. Right. And they're pretty, they're pretty stoked about that. In Boulder, we even got people reaching back out to us asking, "Oh, when can I do this again?" Because they made yeah. sixty bucks in one day. Right, they were right. stoked. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's so many ways we can take or areas that we can take this and expand to. And the nice thing about just creating all the contact forms that we have is so many people have contacted us to ask questions, obviously, but a yeah. lot more have contacted us to offer their uh, insight and say, well, why don't you guys implement this feature next? Or why don't you guys come to this area and do this thing? We had a lady talk about airport parking and, mm-hmm. and kind of offer up her idea uh, towards helping out people trying to go to the airport so right. they don't have to long drive. Term. Yeah, yeah, long-term parking and things like that. So, yeah, I think really just communication with every, all of our customers is a huge part of that. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm glad we're at the stage we're at right now where we can actually talk to them. Yeah, it's pretty cool to see how, uh, how like, involved yeah. they are, like, at this, you know, like, we, we get so many, like, you know, we get way more messages and stuff than I would think, and then people who, yeah, are genuinely interested in offering their, their opinion or insight or feedback, which is, like, really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Another thing, uh, an obstacle that might come up that I've been thinking about is uh, trying to find incentive for, because uh, a lot of these, let's say, you know, uh, say you're at Huntington Beach or something like that, and you have these millionaires with nice houses right on the beach, and that's where parking's really hard to find, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you where do you create that incentive for people who already have this money to uh, want to, you know, rent out their driveway? And, yeah. Uh, stuff like that. So one thing, I mean, 
it obviously is going to you know not be as effective um in in areas necessarily like like that but one kind of avenue that we were thinking of is you know there's kind of two ways to pitch it one is that you know you can make some extra added income on the side and that's obviously super effective for people especially like college students right who could use that money for beer or whatever and then there's the the flip side of that which is you know you're, you're kind of joining like not like a movement or anything but it's like a new exciting kind of way to do something it's like you could be a part of something um that's like you know the future almost so it's like the shared marketplace yeah being a part of like the shared marketplace so it's like that to me is like the other incentive and obviously some people they might be like you know what i would rather pay someone to stay off my property so like, we're never gonna get those people yeah yeah, yeah. Like, people and i mean that's just involved. that's just something that's gonna happen you know it's not gonna it's not gonna run perfectly you know you're gonna have stuff like that and good thing is that's not that big of a deal but um that's just definitely something to look at yeah yeah uh, we got lucky too with airbnb truly paving the route for yeah, this and absolutely i, I think yeah. that's part of our initial success is we're coming at coming in at probably the perfect time that we yeah. could because people are open to the shared marketplace concept they like uh reducing traffic off the streets this is a problem everyone can see but then also we're coming in at a great time. We have all this insight of being young, being around these apps all the time, knowing what people want and what people don't want, and then being able to figure out a good user experience for them. I think that's a huge part of our success. So I think we're pretty lucky in that regard. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And the economy yeah. right now, the yeah. economy's yeah. booming. Yeah. So we don't necessarily have to stress about trying to find uh, funding um, it's just kind of who we want to roll with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're trying to bounce yeah, around. But yeah, good. this is great for even when the economy crashes. Right. Too, our app, which is nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, economy crashes, people need an extra source of money. Exactly. List out your spot, they make a bit more money. That's right. The economy's doing well, more people will be parking with us because they're more yeah. they're open right. to spending a little bit more money. So yeah. hopefully yep. that'll coast us through the uh, low port. Exactly. Low point. And, and it's one of those things, just like cosmetics, it's something that everybody is always going to need. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you said, even if the economy is poor, um, people are still going to be driving places. They're still going to need a place to park their cars. So it's kind of a you know win-win situation. We're just pretty lucky. Yeah, even with, even with you know growth of technology and these self-driving cars, you're still going to be set because I mean the new Tesla, and um, you can pull up to the mall, get out of your car, it'll go park itself. And then it'll come back and pick you up when you when you hit a button, you know? That's, that's crazy. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's definitely like a future avenue for sure is, yeah. uh, you know, number one, like ride sharing vehicles um, for like short term parking. I think something like that I know, uh, at, you know, at Coachella, like the Uber lot and the Uber line, it always takes yep. like an hour at night, like when you're leaving because they yep. can't park on the street. But there's so many, it's literally by like the polo fields are right in the center of like a residential area. So someone could walk out, walk five minutes out, and they'd be in the neighborhood. So if an Uber could pull up, park in there for like a couple bucks, only for like 15 minutes while they're waiting, mm -hmm. boom. And then same thing with the Teslas. Yeah, like if we could just implement our software, you know, and integrate it with Tesla, so that way, you know, it could go and people could either choose the spot or just have it automatically set to like, you know, the cheapest spot or the closest spot, whatever it is. And then, yeah, yeah. exactly. We just go park it there for them, pay the fee, like something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just going to keep yeah, we just can keep all Oh yeah, we were originally planning on uh, trying to partner with Google too, because in Boulder, the Google 
offices yep. are, uh, they have so few parking spots for their employees. So what we were mm-hmm. debating trying to do is if we could get some dedicated residential spots around that area, then we could actually have Google basically pay us on a monthly basis to, to re-up those spots and all their employees would get vouchers. And then from there, yeah. their employees could go park in the spots. And then we could also partner with Bird or someone like that yeah. or, or Lyft scooters to mm-hmm. actually make sure that there's scooters in the area so someone could park in, their, park in a driveway spot, take a Bird over to office and then Bird back. And so, I mean, that's just what, where the shared marketplace is going. All these things are so accessible and so convenient. It's just going to reduce traffic on the streets. It's going to reduce emissions. And we're going to just end up with a much, much better societal yeah, yeah, just a yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's a lot here. So yeah, no, it, it really is. It's 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 hard to wrap your head around how much just potential there is for this for this app. Um, right. It's it's I'm just it's impressive. It's really impressive what you guys have done so far. Yeah, yeah. we got a long ways to go. Long ways. To go. No, yeah, yeah, step I mean, by step, we got there. Just in the beginning beginning stages. So yeah, absolutely. Well, cool, man. And then, you know, from there, you know, like Google creates whatever, you know, you guys could create another app that kind of merges with, who knows, but that's that's down the road. But exactly. there's, yeah, there's a lot of potential. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's definitely a, a lot of potential, but, uh, but yeah, man, dude, thanks so much for uh, for hopping on. We uh, we definitely enjoyed you having on. Yeah, great yeah, yeah no, thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, anytime. Anytime you need me to hop on, I'm happy to happy to do it. Podcasts are one of my favorite things in the world. I listen to probably eight hours of podcasts a week. Um, Sweet, yeah, we're all awesome. awesome. So yeah, whatever yeah. you guys need. Sweet, well, thanks, great man. Time. Yeah, great talking to you. Yeah, right. good luck to you guys. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. All right, until well, yeah, next for, week. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Till next week, and uh, yeah, we'll see you then. All right, bye.